Greater Kanawha Valley Foundation is proud to present Philanthropy and Friends, the podcast that explores the positive impact of philanthropy and nonprofits in our communities. With your host, Jane Powell. Hi, my name is Jane Powell. Welcome to Community Connections brought to you by the Greater Kanawha Valley Foundation. This is a show showcasing community involvement. Today we're going to learn about an organization that I think you're going to find fascinating and all the good work that they do for our state. Uh, my guest is Kelly Kassman. She is executive director of Think Kids. Kelly, welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Jane, for having me on. I appreciate it. I'm so glad you're here. And I know I'm learning a lot about Think Kids from doing um, some reading and talking with you. So I can't wait to share information with others. Um, tell me your mission. Okay, well our mission is uh, to advocate for the health and well-being of West Virginia's kids. Okay. So we're very specific on focusing on issues that affect our state. And so we started in 2020, um, so we haven't been around that long, but uh, I've been doing this kind of work for around 20 years. Uh -huh. And so we saw a real gap in uh, what we call um, data-driven advocacy, so trying to garner information from communities about what their needs are, um, gathering data around those issues, and then advocate for policy change on a local and state level to really advance the health and well-being of West Virginia's kids. And, you know, uh, as somebody who's done this work for a long time, mm -hmm. you uh, have seen a real change in what is needed uh, to address some really pressing issues because, you know, 20 years ago, we talked a lot about obesity and physical activity. Right. Um, and now we talk a lot about uh, the opioid epidemic and, you know, kind of this uh, loss of community, uh, you know, uh, lower populations of kids in certain areas, uh, areas of the state that lack resources to address these issues. And so uh, that's the kind of work that we do, and, and we try and do a lot of work statewide, uh, but we have real focuses on, on different populations where we can find need, uh, funding, and real community involvement. Well, now, I just want to go back a moment, because you kind of glossed over something that I think is really important. You started this organization. I did. So when you say we saw a need, you, you and your team, you and your your peers saw this and you started the organization so I think that's really important yeah so um, I started with a handful of what's now our board of directors uh, and these are people that I've worked with for many years who um, agreed with me that there was a real gap in, in um, this data-driven advocacy so what we really need to do to move the ball forward is to get communities involved. And to get communities involved, they have to have space and um, time to have people listen to them and then work with them to um, really gather the needed information and then ask them what is it that they would like to do to, to move that change. And so, you know, we saw particularly the last five, seven years um, when we start talking about things like um, foster care, grand families, you know, these are emerging issues that really weren't being addressed policy-wise. Uh, you know, we just thought, well, well, we'll start our own nonprofit and start trying to find some funding, most of it local, but also national funding, to really work in these communities and see if we can't, you know, build that social capital to push push uh, change forward. 
You make it sound easy. I know that was a, a long path, and it, it's tricky, but um, you did it. And I think communities love to tell their story. I think it's hard to translate the story into data so that you're doing that, that's a huge part because that's where the funding comes from, from the data. Right, well, you know, we do have some wonderful partners who mm -hmm. do that. So I'm not a researcher. We do work with, on a number of programs, West Virginia University's Prevention Research Center. Uh, we have one project where we worked with the uh, West Virginia University Center on Policy and Politics. Mm -hmm. And so um, almost everything that we do, we have to work with partners right. uh, to be successful. and. One of the benefits of, uh, you know, kind of being a seasoned veteran in this space is you really get to meet the people who get it and are doing wonderful things. Yep. And then you get to say, you know, hey, I've actually got some funding to do that, you know, issue that you really wanted to work on. And so uh, it's really, you know, wonderful to get, work with good people on a common cause that we think will, you know, help kids mm -hmm. in a way that they're not being helped. What are some of the projects you're working on right now? Well, um, right now we're working on a research project that's funded by the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, it sounds very dry. Um, it is <laughs> trying to advance um, a more inclusive public health surveillance policy uh, or a public health surveillance system. And so what we want to see is more data on our health care being shared around the state. Um, that disaggregates information for the black community, LGBTQ community, and people with disabilities. And we do a number of work uh, and projects around um, children with disabilities. And so we work with uh, the West Virginia Developmental Disabilities Council. Uh, we have a research project with them right now in WVU looking at um, IDEA data, which is how many kids have IEPs in our um, in our state, so you know, in layman's terms, uh, kids that qualify for special ed. Mm -hmm. So we've seen a trend of fewer kids in our state. So we know that you know more kids are leaving the state, more families are, are exiting, but we're seeing an increase of kids uh, in special education. So that warrants uh, a lot more um, uh, uh, weight, uh, and, mm -hmm. and we have to get the word out to our decision makers, and we really need to look at that data and see what uh, diagnoses they have and how, with our limited resources, we can um, address some of the challenges these kids have because we certainly want to see them stay in school and we want to see them graduate. And then um, one of our biggest projects, uh, A Labor of Love, is um, working with the Greater Kanawha Valley Foundation to address the unmet needs of kids affected by the drug crisis. And that is, you know, really one of the impetus uh, for that made us start Think Kids because we saw such a gap. You know, we started to see more kids experiencing trauma. We started to see more kids in the foster care system. We started to see an, un, uh, an uptick in child maltreatment, um, adverse behaviors in school, and we knew it was all due to the same root causes. Mm -hmm. And so we really wanted to talk to communities to have them share their stories with us around not just what those challenges are, but resilience and what they're doing to address these issues. So like for the last year, um, we worked with Tija Bumgarner, who's um, a videographer okay. um, and wonderful filmmaker. And she um, interviewed a number of women who are in recovery, who got their kids back, you know, they're, they're working, uh, they're in a much better place. Yeah. And I think that's really a missing part of 
the piece when we talk about all of this is that there's really, you know, another side to the story that it's not just all kind of this gloom and doom, but we can take meaningful steps to uh, help these families. And so uh, I think that was a really important project. It shows them on the other side. Mm -hmm. They've made it. Right. Right. And they got their kids back. And, yeah. you know, the family heals together. And that's uh, so important because uh, a number of the women that were um, willing to share their stories with us said, you know, you know, I was I was a child of this cycle mm -hmm. and I felt as if nobody cared and I felt so isolated. And, you know, I, I think people at school probably saw what I was going through. Teachers saw what I was going through. But nobody lended me a hand. Nobody wanted to hear it because perhaps they thought it was too much. You know, there was nothing that they could do. But then somebody did. And then, um, you know, through that kind of community and support, they got what they needed. And now they're raising their child in a different place than where they were raised. And so um, I, I just think that those stories are so important mm -hmm. because it shows that just making a small investment in supporting these families, uh, you know, pays off big dividends. It does pay off. And, and I think, well, I know that there are still resources. They've made it to the other side and to keep them on that path forward. There are resources there as well. Right. Right. Yeah. You and I talked earlier. There are really wonderful people around the state doing really big things. Um, and we don't hear about them. We kind of hear about all of the, you know, the, the data that tells the hard story, right. you know, the dark place. But we don't talk about these wonderful people doing good work. And um, the grant that we had with the Greater Kanawha Valley Foundation really offered us an opportunity to contract with also Amelia Nicely, who is a reporter in the state, who went out and talked to a number of people, um, uh, Jared Davis, for example, who runs Camp Appalachia. And he is a first responder who had seen, you know, these kids, uh, you know, in these houses where they come and there's an overdose. And, you know, the child's still there and has seen all of these things. And that's really traumatic. Uh, and Camp Appalachia gives them an opportunity to come just be a kid. Yeah. And, you know, learn kind of these skills and, and let loose. And uh, for their development, that is really so important. And so uh, these people really deserve to have that opportunity to have their voices or their stories be told. We need to elevate it and, and in the hopes that we can replicate what they do. You know, get state funding, find, uh, you know, philanthropic funding to really um, advance the good uh, community support work. Um, yeah, it's wonderful. Now I'm going to ask you a loaded question. Okay. What is the legislature talking about? With, in regards to kids right now? Mm -hmm. So um, it's been a, a really, for me, a very disappointing leg uh, legislative session because uh, some of our most um, important issues, like around child welfare, so um, when it comes to child maltreatment, we have the uh, second highest rate in the country of kids who are abused and neglected. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal. And it's a really complex issue that needs time, resources, and strategy to deal with it, but we're not talking about it at the legislature this season, or this session. And um, we're also not talking about reform to um, our foster care system. Uh, we're talking about repealing vaccination uh, policy, uh, school vaccination policy, which is really uh, concerning as well. And so um, we, we're talking about uh, 
a number of culture war issues that I'm not saying don't deserve some time, mm -hmm. but isn't shouldn't be really our focus. We have some very West Virginia issues that need West Virginia attention, and so um, it would be it would be meaningful. It's certainly work that we'll take on in the coming months to see um, if we can do some follow up talk with with our legislators uh, to see if maybe next session will be more productive. Good. I'm glad that you're willing to fight the good fight. Yeah, yeah. There are a number of people who are, but you know, they. Uh, I, I think that it's we've turned so polarized. It's hard to just have a community conversation about some of these issues, which is really unfortunate. Tell me about some of the things that are coming up. So we have two big events that are coming up. One will be um, at, in, in South Charleston on March 29th, and we're calling it uh, "If West Virginia Could Hear Our Story." Okay. And it will be—I uh, had mentioned the Robert Wood Johnson uh, project that right. we had. It, this will be the culmination of the work we've done over the last two years. Our researchers will share the qualitative data from the focus groups we have held, and um, we're going to have community uh, leaders from these three populations come and talk about what next steps look like. And then we're going to have people really share their stories. So what is your health care story as, say, you know, a black man in rural West Virginia mm -hmm. uh, that you think is meaningful that other people need to hear that you don't have a space to tell? And the hope is at the end of this event, um, we will then go to uh, the uh, Bureau of Public Health and see if we can convince them to you know, make some changes so we ensure that these folks are counted in, in right. our, our health surveillance system. And then our last one is, will be in Hinton in April, and it will be kind of a massive um, event where we try, where we're re really focusing on uh, demographics who qualify for important government uh, programs like Medicaid, um, SNAP, TANF, um, WIC, uh, and mm -hmm. we want to give them an opportunity to sit down in a confidential space and learn more about the programs, share information that perhaps they wouldn't want to do at a health fair, and um, and uh, see if we can learn a little bit about whether or not this kind of event can be replicated. I just spent a wonderful afternoon in Hinton, so I, I, it's beautiful. I, it is. Yes, and the mayor mm -hmm. is giving us the uh, depot for free for this event. Wonderful. So, yeah. so if people want to learn more information about Think Kids, it is thinkkidswestvirginia.org. Mm -hmm. And I believe we have a phone number on screen that they can reach out to you. That is 304-410-0449. Kelly, thank you so much for being here today. Well, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. Thank you guys for joining us. This has been Community Connections, brought to you by the Greater Canal Valley Foundation. We'll see you next time. For more info on the Greater Canal Valley Foundation, visit us online at tgkvf.org.